Well, greetings all of our family and friends. We're so glad you've joined us today for our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to be with you in this resurrection season. God is moving tremendously. I am the senior pastor of This Rock International Ministries, Apostle Nathaniel Leon, and we're so glad you're here with us. We believe God is going to be speaking uh, tremendously on this broadcast. I'm going to give you just a minute or two to Uh, Wherever you're joining in, uh, greet us. Let us know where you're joining us from, whether you're watching us online, uh, on Facebook, or on YouTube. Uh, Please do the work of the evangelist. Share the broadcast. Like the broadcast. If you're you're listening to us on our CPN, our Charisma Podcast Network, we're so glad you're with us. Uh, Please share the broadcast as well if it is a blessing to you. And we're believing for God to add the increase. We believe God wants to multiply and increase uh, his, his, uh, his influence of his word in every place. So I'm so glad you're with us. We're praying that the goodness of God and the blessing of the Lord would just rest on our time together and that there'd be a grace of the Lord. Good to see you, Sister Melissa with us, Sister Margaret. Sister Lisa, blessings to you. Uh, Sister Eunice, glad you're on the broadcast. We're praying that God's word would go forth in a mighty way and that we would hear from him supernaturally. So wherever you're watching from, I'm praying that this broadcast would uh, minister to you, whether it's live or on the replay. And if it does indeed minister to you, uh, I'm going to ask you to give an offering to sow a seed of sharing an offering of sharing the broadcast, liking the broadcast, letting somebody know this was an impact to you. And as you share the good news of Jesus Christ, again, I always say God spoke this to me directly, that we should do the work of the evangelist. What does the evangelist do? He shares the good news. How can we share the good news? By hitting that share button, hitting that like button. If you've not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you can do that. Uh, Make sure you're following on our podcast as well and our cpn our charisma podcast network we're praying that you're sharing those as well if you're impacted bless you sister anna thank you for sharing the broadcast and we're praying great grace over you blessing sister melanie when to get straight to the word of the lord we'll start with a brief word of prayer and we're gonna get right into the word of the lord heavenly father i pray uh, over this time on the podcast that you would get glory and that your spirit would minister and that there would be life and life abundantly that goes forth. Open up the eyes and the ears of our spirit to hear your word and to be transformed. Minister to us. Give us revelation, wisdom, and knowledge and the counsel of God. I ask you, Lord, that every burden, every distraction, every hindrance would be broken. I'm going to ask you to pray wherever you are. I pray that this broadcast would just be an impact to each heart and each life and that you would work miracles in the lives of your people, that you would heal that you would deliver and that you would save open doors no one can close and create a blessing and favor that abounds in your people and through their life speak life now i declare blessing and open doors and i ask you that every distraction every hindrance every enemy would be would be bound up by the word of the lord and that you would get glory and you would get honor in jesus name we pray if you agree somebody say amen and amen bless you uh, Natalie, uh, thank you for joining the the podcast. Uh, we're praying again. If you're being impacted, hit that share button, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, wherever you're listening to us from, whether again from YouTube, from Facebook, or listening on our Charisma Podcast Network. We're getting straight to the word of the Lord. It's so good to be back with you. Uh, we've just returned a few days ago from our travel. So a great shout out to Apostle Phil Vermillion. 
uh, a great shout out to Livingston and Nadine that we traveled uh, with for a week in the nation of South Africa uh, in Cape Town. God moved mightily for seven days on the ground. I know that there were great, uh, there was great impact to the ministries, all the different churches. The Lord bless you. Last week we had our recording of our podcast, so I pray you were blessed by that recording. We we made it live, and we're praying. We want to be consistent that you're getting the word of the Lord. But I'm going to ask you again to prepare yourself. We're going to be coming off of our live podcast, off of YouTube, and off of Facebook. Uh, the message God has given us is one that is specific. And we want to make sure we're honoring uh, all those that uh, give them opportunity to hear. But we're going to be joining. I'm going to ask you to, they're going to put this up. This is uh, thisrockinternational.org. If you can make sure to write this down uh, within the next few weeks, you're, you're, going to, you're not going to see us on the Facebook uh, or on the Facebook feed or on the YouTube. You'll see a clip a link linking you to our website and we want you to go over there join in to the podcast so you can watch our live podcast the message god has given us is one uh that cannot be filtered and we need to speak the word of the lord without restriction without hindrance so we're going to be moving all of our live podcast and all of our live broadcast to thisrockinternational.org it's live on there now you can go there and watch the feed there and interact and God's going to be glorified through that. So prepare for that change that's coming quickly. And when you don't see us, that's where we are. There'll be a link so you can join in on Facebook and reminders on, on YouTube, but we're headed that direction. So let's get straight to the word of the Lord. Bless you, Sister Rose. So good to see you. Uh, Laverne, so good to see you. Daniel, welcome, welcome. Uh, Gloria, so good to see you. Again, share this podcast, share the, 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 share the word, and we believe God is going to minister. Let's get straight to the word. We're going to the book of Romans, chapter number eight. This is our key verse uh, for uh, this podcast. Here's what the scripture says, because the creature itself or because creation itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Verse 22 also tells us, and we know that all uh, creation is groaning and travailing in pain until now. It's in travail. So I want to encourage you, everything around us is waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. The, the change that's coming to the world will be marked by men and women who have been processed, who've been developed, who have grown up in destiny. And now God is manifesting the sons and daughters of God and delivering creation from the bondage of corruption. Now, this is what we're dealing with. And again, we're not going to go back all the way. We talked about this a few weeks ago, that creation is under bondage or slavery because of corruption in, in places of authority. I'm going to reiterate this. Wherever there is corruption, wherever there is bondage, wherever there's corruption, there will be bondage in that area. Whether it's governmental spheres of influence, whether it's educational spheres of influence, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's media, whether it's arts and entertainment, even in the church, wherever there is leaders that are under, under corruption. What is corruption? It is perverted power. 
It is corrupted authority. When someone is in authority, it's not just perverted uh, perversion. It's not just uh, wickedness. It's wickedness in authority, which makes corruption. And where there is corruption, there will be bondage under that leadership. The Bible says when the righteous are leading, the earth is under a blessing. But when the wicked are in rule, the, the people groan and they sigh. So wickedness in high places, darkness in high places must be contended. How can it be contended with? The righteous have to come in position. The righteous have to step up and say, wait a minute, I have a calling and a destiny. I want you to put this in the comment section. I was made for rulership. I was made for dominion. Put that. I was made for dominion. You were made to, to have dominion. You were, if you're a child of God, you're not made to be in the bystander. You're not made to, 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 to sit on the bench and watch the world go by. You are salt and you are light. I'm going to say that you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. You are to light up the darkness. And the only place the darkness will prevail is where the light refuses to go. And so we have this, uh, this evacuation mandate mentality. We've, we've, we've taught evacuation and not occupation. That's right. You were made for rulership and dominion. You were made to govern. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of kings. He is called the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's looking to build leaders and, and governors and, and rulers and heads of business and heads of state and heads of education. And he he's looking, see, as long uh, it says when the wicked rule, when the wicked rule, there's a curse in the ground. There, there's a groan in the earth. What wickedness causes perversion. Let's read this again. Proverbs 29 verse 2 says, when the righteous are in authority, the people, the land, creation, and everything in it rejoices. Now the word people there is not just people, it's the word nation. So the whole nation begins to rejoice and celebrate. Let me tell you, not just people, the nation is not just people, it's land, it's systems. So everything created, we read in verse 22, everything created, Romans 8, 22, is groaning and it's, it's travailing in pain. Everything created is in payment. Romans 8, 22 says, for we know that all of creation is in, is groaning and travailing in pain until now waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So let me say this to you. Creation is in pain. The marketplace is in pain. The education system is in pain. The houses and the land are in pain. Everything created, you say, well, they're just, uh, they're, they're, they're objects. They don't have feelings. I read to you last week that the trees can clap their hands. The mountains can sing. Everything in it has sound waves in it. I'm going to say that again. Everything in it has, has sound. Everything created was made, uh, was made by a word. And so science, uh, quantum physics is catching up with, uh, with the word of the Lord. Isaiah 55 verse 12. Let me read this to you. When God made the word, the world, he made them with words. He made the plants, the sun, the moon, the stars. And with his words, he created the worlds. For you, you will go out with joy. Somebody say joy. And be led forth with peace. For the mountains and the hills shall break forth in the singing. And the trees of the field shall clap their hands. So everything created has a being. 
It's a part of the life force. This is why Jesus could talk to the tree and the tree would bear fruit or it would dry up. This is why Jesus could talk to the ocean and it would obey. This is why Jesus could talk to bread and fish and it could multiply. This is why water could come out of rocks and bread could come out of heaven. Everything uh, could come out of heaven. Everything created has sound in it. We're finding in quantum physics that sound waves are in all matter protons, neutrons, and electrons. Everything that exists that seems to be inanimate is actually living. We say that's an inanimate object. That's not alive. It is alive. There's sound in it. That's why Jesus could talk to an arm and it grew. That's why he could talk to an eye socket and it would reappear. That's why he could speak to a limb and it would grow back. That's why he could talk to fishes and loaves and they would multiply because God's word made everything we see. Are you listening? And the world around you is waiting for your authority. It's waiting for your dominion. And everything created is groaning, the Bible says. It's travailing. It's in pain. It's in agony. I'm the father of five children, and I was blessed to be a part of every birth. And that's nothing to brag about. It's just the last child that I had, Zoe, uh, I was preaching in South Africa. And when we, we, we set to go, the Lord told me to go. And we were going to preach for 14, 17 days, 14 days, something like that. And labor pain started with my wife. My wife was pregnant about nine or eight months, nine months or so with my, with my daughter, Zoe. And she started having labor pains a couple days before I was to get on the plane. And I prayed over my child. I said, Lord, I want to be here for my children and I'm going on, on, I'm going to work for you. And if you can hold back uh, this child, hold it till I come back. But if this child needs to come while I'm gone, I commit this to your hand. So I've been able to be blessed. And we preached and ministered and we got back. Uh, I got back on a Thursday, uh, Thursday night and Friday morning, the water broke. God is faithful to his word. He held the, that baby in there for two weeks. And I'm grateful for that. And and if you've ever been in a labor and delivery room, it's, it's, a, it's a room of pain. It's a room of turmoil. It's a room of crushing. It's a room of groaning. It's a room of travail. And that's what the world is doing right now. The earth is travailing. The waters are travailing. You ever looked at a, at a tornado, a hurricane? You ever looked at a fire? It looks violent. It looks like it's angry because it is. Because the sons and daughters of God are hiding. We're hiding ourselves because we're insecure. We're hiding ourselves because we don't know what we're meant to do. We're frustrated because the wrong people are in authority. One thing that people have in common, the more I travel the nations of the world, whether it's London, whether it's South Africa, whether it's people in Brazil or in Mexico, we're finding all around the world, we're having the same problem. The wrong people in leadership, the wrong people governing the nation, they are corrupted because they've been bought and they are paid for by money. They are seduced by a spirit of Babylon and Jezebel. And this is nothing new. The Bible says, according to the book of Revelation, there would be a, a harlot that arises in the last days. And the Bible says the kings of the earth are drunken with the wine of her, of, her, of her fornication and they've eaten from the table of her delicacies. It means they bribe. They've been paid for. And instead of caring about the, the, the economy of the nation and the quality of the people, they're in it for themselves. They're in it to, to, to be polluted. And God says there's no answers in the earth. There's no answers in political parties. The answer is the kingdom of God coming through my sons and daughters stepping into position. And so everything created is in labor. Everything created is in toil, in travail, waiting for you. Little old you, yes, little old you, little old Esther, little old Joseph, little old Moses, little old David on the backside of a wilderness, it's seemingly insignificant. 
We're not doing anything great, but you feel something in you calling you to greatness, calling you to a new dimension, calling you higher. Call, you know something about your life is different and you feel unfulfilled because there's a, there's a calling in you to greatness, a calling in you to influence nations and regions and territories. You see, if God can find one man, if God can find one woman, the Bible says the eyes of the, of the Lord search to and fro. I want to tell you, God is searching to and fro. He's looking to the in the whole earth to find somebody that he can show himself strong through. The eyes of the Lord search to and fro in the earth. He's looking for a man. He's looking for a woman. He's looking for a vessel. He's looking for a conduit. And the eyes of the Lord are searching. He's looking for a vessel. He has all the power. He just needs a vessel. I want to say that uh, we, we used to have an old saying that uh, that uh, the Lord is not looking. He doesn't need our uh, ability. He needs our availability. He just needs a vessel. He just needs a man or woman who will say yes. The eyes of the Lord. Here's 2 Chronicles 16, verse number 9. For the eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. Didn't say the man was perfect. Said the man has to have a perfect heart. Didn't say the woman was flawless, but she had a, her motive was right. What is the motive of what we're doing? Why do we want to minister? Why do we want to grow the church? Why? What is the motive behind? It's not what you're doing. It's why you're doing what you're doing. It's not that you preach. It's why you preach. It's not that you sing. It's why you sing. It's not that you gave an offering. It's why. The rich man gave a lot of money. The little woman, the widow woman gave two pennies, two mites, less than two pennies. The Bible says she put in more because she gave from her heart. It's not what you do. It's why. It's not the service. It's why. It's, it's why, why you read, why you serve, why you pray, why you sing, why you give. God wants you to operate. The eyes of the Lord look to and fro upon the whole earth for someone's, for, so that he can show himself strong on behalf of someone whose heart is right toward him. God would look, was looking for a David, a, a man who was after the heart of God. And it doesn't say he had the heart. He was after the heart. He was chasing the motive of God. He was chasing the purpose of God. Everything created around you, everything that exists around you, everything that you see is waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. It's under a curse. It's under a groan. It's under a cry. Again, Proverbs 29 verse 2 says, when the righteous are in position, the nation, the people, the land rejoices. The trees rejoice. When the righteous are ruling, when the righteous are in leadership, there's a blessing on the land. But when the wicked bear rule, there is a mourn. You know what mourning means? Grieving, crying out. And right now, all of the systems of the world are crying out. Because there are wicked men and women in leadership. How can you say that? That's what's taking place. Same things happening in South Africa. Corrupted governmental leadership. Corrupted offices of leadership. And they're using power for themselves instead of the sake of the people. And, and it's a demon. We, we were over there. I'm going to say this here. And I'm, I think I'm praying for all of my South Africa. If you're from South Africa, I'm praying for you. Put up your flag, represent your nation. But they had something there called load shedding. Load shedding. You know what load shedding is? Is every couple of hours, they turn off the lights for two to four hours. They turn the lights off. And they, and they, 
the first time we got there in two, in 2000, I think it was 20, uh, it was once a day and then twice a day. And when we got there in 2023, just a week ago, it was four or five times a day. They're turning the power out and they're claiming to have a shortage of power, but they're selling power to other nations. What are they doing? They are taking the resource and they and, and I spoke to somebody there, one of the pastors, he said, the meters are still moving. It's still moving. So they're, they're, they're not getting discounts on their bills. What they're doing is they're charging the nation and they're selling that and someone's profiting billions and billions of dollars. Are you listening to me? It's a devil. It's a demon. It's a spirit of corruption. It's a spirit of, well, what can we do? There's nothing we can do. We're just Christians. All we can do is pray. No, 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 no. You can talk to the God of justice. You can talk to the God. You see, God got a hold of one man named Moses and turned the nation upside down. God got a hold of one woman, Esther, and stopped a plague or stopped the genocide and changed the what God got a hold of one man named David and stopped the plague that was killing hundreds, uh, tens of thousands of people. When God gets a hold of one man, Joseph, he spares the whole world. You say, there's nothing I can do. The devil is a liar. You and God are the majority. You're not the minority. God is looking for a vessel. Romans 8 21 says, because the creature itself, creation itself shall be delivered, set free, shall be delivered, made whole from the bondage of corrupted leadership into what the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters, the children of God. Glory produces liberty. I'm going to say that again. Glory produces freedom. When glory shows up, blinded eyes open. When glory shows up, dead people get, get, get resurrected. When glory shows up, debt is paid and, 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 and blinded and ears that are, are, are clogged get unstopped. When glory shows up, justice comes. One of the things that, that the glory of the Lord does is it brings divine justice. I don't have to make it happen. You don't have to make it happen. The Bible says the mountains are brought low. The mountains are brought low and the valleys are brought high. I'm going to say that again. When the glory of the Lord shows up, one of the first things that happen is, is that God manifests his presence and mountains get low and valleys get high. I'm going to say that again. That means what was high comes low and what was low comes high. And the manifestation of the presence of God is God's fire and glory coming. And you see the glory of the Lord. Here, here's Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40, going to go to, I'll just read verse one. Let me read verse one, verse one through four. Comfort ye, comfort my people, says the Lord. Speak comfortably, cry, cry here that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. Go to verse three. The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make straight the highway of our God. So what do we to do? Prepare the way, open the gates open the door. See, God has all power. We have authority. I'm going to say that again. God has all power, but authority he's given to man. Man has legal dominion. Genesis 1:26 says God gave dominion to man. We are legal representatives. We have jurisdiction on the earth. You've got authority, but we must open the gate and open the door and prepare the way for him to come. Psalms 24 verse 7 says we lift our heads and we open up our gates and the king of glory comes in. Who is the king of glory? He is the Lord strong and mighty. He is the Lord mighty in battle. When is he's going to come into the earth realm? Where is God? Our father who art in heaven. Where do we need him? In the earth. We've got to open our gates. 24 verse 7. That's right. Lift your heads, O ye gates. 
be lifted up, ye eternal, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Verse, two, verse 8, who is the King of glory? He is the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Verse 7 says, we've got to open the gates. We've got to prepare the way. So we're back in Isaiah 40, uh, verse 3. The voice of him crying, we prepare the way of the Lord. We make a place for him to manifest. And when he manifests, look at verse 4. The valley that is exalted, every valley is now exalted. Where's the valley? Low. What does God do to the valley? He lifts the valley up. And what does God do to the mountain? He drops the mountain. So every valley will be exalted. Every mountain and hill will be brought low. Every crooked will be made straight. I don't have to make it straight. It's not up to me to fix the government. I can't do it. But there's a problem. You want to create a fight? Start talking about politics. You want, to, you, want to, you want to get division? Start talking political views. And people will be divided because they're usually bound by the color of their skin. And we usually side with our culture, with our upbringing, with what they train, and not the kingdom of God. But I want to tell you the kingdom of God is not just a religious message. It is a kingdom governmental system on how to rule the earth. And the kingdom of God will come to the earth. And every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord of all. And the church is going to be given the keys of the kingdom and dominion will come back to the church and the gates of hell will not prevail. You say that's in the millennial reign. Yes, it will happen in the millennial reign, but it will happen on this side of the rapture because after the rapture comes, the door of grace is closed and there must be a harvest. There must be a, a worldwide last a billions of souls are going to come into the kingdom and we're going to see the glory of the Lord invade the earth. And then we go. Are you hearing me? The valley shall be exalted. The mountain will be brought low. The crooked will be made straight. And the rough places made smooth. God brings divine justice. God will do this. How can he do it without a vessel? How can he do it without a man or woman of God? How can he do it? The Bible says God does nothing in the earth. God does nothing in the earth unless he reveals that thing to his prophet. He does nothing in the earth unless he reveals it, reveals it to his emissary. Here's what the scripture says, that God will do nothing in the earth except he reveals it to his prophets. And this is the power of our revelation. This is the power of our communion with God. This is the power uh, of our authority in Christ. He will do nothing except he reveal it to his servants, the prophets. What's that mean? Before he moves, he, you know, he can do it, but he won't violate his word. I'm going to say this again. God can do anything, but God won't, won't violate his word. Why? Because he put his word above his name. Amos 3, 7 says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveal his secret unto the servants, the prophet. I'm going to say that again. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveal his secret to his servants, the prophets. So before God moves here, he needs a man or a woman. After Genesis 1, 26, God no longer does things by himself. Can he? Yes. Does he? No. When he gives dominion to man, now God needs a man or a woman. He needs an Esther. He needs a David. He needs a Daniel. He needs a Ruth. He needs a Rebecca. He needs an Isaiah. He needs an Ezekiel. He needs a Jeremiah. God, once he gives dominion to man, he doesn't take it back. God gave dominion to man. Now God is looking for a David, a Joshua, a Moses, a, an Esther. He's looking for a Peter, a Simon. He's looking for anybody that will say, yes, here am I. Send me like Isaiah. Send me, I'll go. 
because God does nothing in the earth except he reveals it to his man or woman of God. Are you here? You are that man. You are that woman. You are that conduit of glory. He's looking. He'll do nothing unless he reveal it to his representative. And in the Old Testament, the embodiment of the fivefold was the, the prophet, the priest the prophet and the priest. They were the functions through which he operated. But in the New Testament, you are that that ambassador. You are those representatives of the kingdom of God. He's looking to use you. Romans 8.21 says that all of creation will be delivered, will be set free, will be made whole from the bondage of corruption. You, you listening to me. This is a problem. Let, let me say this very quickly. We sometimes put our eyes on us and not on the purposes of God. The prayer of the Lord in Matthew chapter 6 starts around about verse number 8. Here's what the scripture says. This is our command. Matthew chapter 6. Start there at verse number 8. It says uh, that we're not to be. Actually, jump down to verse We'll go to verse 9. We'll start at 9. After this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Where is the Father in heaven? Where do we need him in the earth? Where is the Father in heaven? Where do we need him in the earth? He needs a door to come through. He needs a gateway. And you're that door. You're that conduit. You're that vessel. Hallowed be thy name means separate, distinct. God wants to show he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there is no other God like Jehovah, not Buddha, not Muhammad, no other name above his name. He wants to distinguish that he's God and not Baal. He'll send fire to show Jehovah is God, but he needs a representative like Elijah to stand on the altar and make a proclamation. Let the God who answers by fire be God. Verse number 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is not a formula, but it is a format. That when you start praying to God, you talk about kingdom business, not your bills, not your, your, your prayer requests, not, not, your, not your money, not your child, not your house. You talk about the kingdom. You see, the kingdom is the government of God. It's the agendas, the plan. And you're supposed to be an ambassador. You're supposed to be a representative. You're supposed to represent the kingdom of God on the earth. That if you, they see you, they see God. And one of the first things you start praying in prayer, what are the agendas of heaven? Not what do I want? Bless my family, bless my kids, bless my home. Nothing wrong with asking for those things. But that's not the beginning of your prayer list. You start with worship. Hallowed be thy name. You start with praise. You start with glorifying. Secondly, then you say, now, what is the kingdom agenda now? What should I decree in the earth? And you begin to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Kingdom agendas, kingdom words, kingdom decrees over your city, your nation, your education system. But here's the problem. If most of us don't pray, help us, Holy Ghost. And a lot of us that do pray have self-centered prayers and not kingdom prayers. Your prayers are not supposed to be about you. The word prayer is the word petition. And the word petition is a court injunction. You're making a legal movement. Prayer is not just religious activity, though it is religious in worship, in piety. Prayer is a legal transaction. You are moving in a government system. That's why it's called petition. You petition the court. So uh, you pray the kingdom agendas. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. So you're praying over the earth. 
You're praying over the city. You're praying over Cape Town and praying over Pretoria and you're praying over Johannesburg and you're praying over London and you're praying over Netherlands and you're praying over Riverside and you're praying over California. You start praying over the earth realm. You're you're speaking things into the earth. See, this is why the Bible says he knows what you have need of even before you ask it. How many have ever sat with somebody very wealthy, a king, a ruler, somebody of great power, You don't come in thirsty. You don't come in to the room looking like, the Bible says when you sit with a king, you put a knife to your throat. That doesn't mean you sit with a knife to your throat. It means you curb your appetite. See, the purpose of of, of men and women of God is not to get something from people. The purpose of men and women of God is to cover people. When Joseph went into into the, the palace room, Joseph became father to the Pharaoh. He wasn't there to get anything from the Pharaoh. He was there to give something to the Pharaoh. He understood his role. And no matter how great what Pharaoh had was, he had all of the wealth, all of the resource. What I have is greater. And this is the power of authority, knowing I'm coming to release something. And when I release something, there'll be a return, not the other way around. What's the motive of sitting with a billionaire? See, a billionaire has problems. He's got money problems. He's got family problems. He usually has lost everything because he chased the money. The millionaires have chased this and their family's in shambles and everyone wants something. Everyone's after something. And when, what what made Joseph different? His attitude, his character, his integrity. And Joseph, where, where was Joseph? He was in a prison. Did Joseph say, well, I'll interpret the dream if you get me out of here? No, sir. The gift will make room for you. I don't have to make room. I don't have to manipulate. I don't have to try to prophesy to get people to pay me. Help us, God. I don't have to try to perform to get an offering. God will take care of me. Sometimes you you go and they bless you. Sometimes it's a mission trip. You go where God leads you to go. No one wants to be dishonored. Surely the Lord will do nothing except he reveal it through his servants, the prophets. God wants to release glory and power and dominion. Thy kingdom come, verse 10, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Now look at verse 11. Now give us this day our daily bread. Now you've prayed, you've worshiped, you've taught governmental system. Now you say, give us our daily bread. Not me, my daily bread. Us, our daily bread. Not me, my daily bread. I never pray for my own things. Never. Give us. God, give me money to pay my bills. No, 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 no. God, send resource so I can bless the nations. God, send send a door to come. You must tie your need to the kingdom of God. It doesn't say give me my daily bread. Give us, us, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Pray us. Pray the community. Pray the body. What about the people dying? What about the people that don't have water? What about the children that are dying that don't have have water to drink because their mother has no water to give them? They're drinking from polluted rivers and they're dying of diseases in their stomach. What about the people that are dying of starvation, that have nothing to eat, that are Christians? What about, see, this is why we've got to prosper. That's right. He's our father, not my father. He's a community God. He's he's a God of, of nations. He's a God of the kingdom. And we pray, give us our daily bread. Feed us. Don't feed me. Feed us. Tie your need to the kingdom. Give us our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not. There's an us. There's no me in there. It's a corporate thing. It's a community thing. 
This is the, the systems of God because God is trying to train leaders, trying to train governors and trying to train rulers and trying to train heads of business and heads of corporations. So I don't want to do any of that. You're, you're called to be a leader somewhere. If you are a follower of Jesus, it makes you a leader. I don't want to lead. I'm sorry. If you follow Jesus, you're going to be a leader because the ultimate leader was Jesus. And when you follow Jesus, you will become a leader. You will lead something somewhere. Something somewhere you will become a head and not a tail. You will become above and not beneath. You will be a part of the answer and not a part of the problem. Romans 8.21 says, All of creation shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. Verse 22 says, All of creation is groaning. We know that everything created is groaning and travailing. Travailing is labor. Everything created is in labor. And the closer you get to birthing, the more intense the contractions and the more frequent they become. And so this is where... Uh, I am uh, leery of, of, of certain prophets that prophesy doom and gloom. And this doesn't mean that there's not judgment coming. It's coming. But the central focus of the end time is not what the devil is doing. It's not the famines that are coming because they're coming. It's not the, the next plagues and, and pandemics they're planning right now. They're planning it. It's coming. They're working on it. It's not the global wars and rumors of wars. You don't. The central focus of the end times is not the end time tribulation. That's fear-based. The central focus of the end times is the glory of the Lord and what God is doing, not what man is doing. If you read the book of Revelation, let me help you interpret the Bible. The seals are opened by worthy ones. One, Christ is that one. Say amen. But Christ lives in us. And in the last day, there will be worthy ones that open seals. And when those seals open in heaven, the response is judgments or decrees in the earth. So the secondary consequence of the righteous opening up the mysteries is things happen in the earth. The problem I have with men and women around us that preach doom and gloom and focus on what the devil's doing, focus on demons always, focus on, on Jezebel, focus on being delivered, 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 focus, they just focus on the devil and what the devil's doing, magic and witchcraft. The problem is Christ is not the central focus of that message. The glory is the focus. The kingdom is the focus. Yes, let nations, let, let, let nations shake. That's going to happen. But what's going to happen? in the kingdom of God? What will the righteous be doing? What will the elect be operating in? Interpret the Bible from the revelation of Christ. The end time, the book of Revelation is called the revelation of Jesus Christ. You read the book of Revelation, chapter one, verse one. Open it up very quickly. Revelation chapter one, verse number, while the end times, oh, and I hear people, people are nervous. People are afraid. And yes, if our, if our trust is in the world, Revelation chapter one, the revela this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show unto his servants, which things must be shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified by his angel and servant, John verse two, and bear record and testify and gave testimony of Jesus Christ of he saw. Go back to one. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. You listening? All the end times is about Jesus Christ revealing himself. Are you listening? What's the whole end times? Jesus Christ revealing himself. It's all about, because I walk with Jesus and you walk with Jesus, this should be good news. This should be wonderful because we walk with Jesus. But if we're not walking with Jesus, if we've made idols our God and made, and made, and made our, our will God, and see, that's the problem with the end time church. We've made our will God's will. And we've led ourselves and we've tried to, to, to add God into our plans. You cannot add God into your plan. 
It's got to be his will and not yours, not mine, his will. And if that's what you're believing, and if that's what you're operating, and if that's what you're moving in, and if that's what you're, what you're, what you're trusting in, you don't have anything to fear. Because your foundation is God and the kingdom of God and the nation of the kingdom of God. And God will take care of his own. You don't have anything to fear. This is exactly right. Revelation 12 is what I have written down. Thank you. I see uh, Sister Rose. Revelation 12 speaks of a bride. And I have that down in my notes here. Wrote it down in my notes. That the travail is about a bride. Revelation chapter 12 verse 1. That there's a mystery and the church appears. You see, everything the devil does is a secondary consequence of what the church does. The first priority is not what the devil's doing. Famines, pestilence, global outbreaks. We, we saw in 2020 what we've never saw before. The, the world shut down. Econ economies are on the verge of collapse of what was done two years ago. And there will be a famine. It's coming. Uh, shortages of food and water. What do you do? Who is your source? Is the Bible just a good book with stories in it? Or is it your life? Is it what you've built your life around? I'm asking you this. I'm asking you to examine your heart as I must examine mine before God and say, is everything you do and everything you are built on this word, the word of God? If not, it's an idol and it's coming down. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken except what is built on the kingdom so that only what cannot be shaken would remain. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and with the moon under her feet and upon her head 12, uh, a crown of 12 stars. 12 is government. 12 is the church. This woman is the church. She's pregnant. The sun is what she's clothed in, the glory. The moon is under her feet and 12 stars on her head. Keep reading verse 2. The Bible says she, she, and she being with child cried out in travail. So this woman, this church, this government ecclesia is pregnant with these children. Now I told you before, and I told you again, there are going to come the John the Baptist who will be full of the Holy Ghost from the womb. And that's why there's a spirit of murder on this nation and around the nations of the world. This demon of abortion is about being fearful of a deliverance generation. They are afraid of, of, of using all of our resources because there are thousands and even hundreds of thousands that are born every day. And they're worried that there's not enough people dying every day. And that's why they, they, they kill population off because they're worried about the resource, that we're gonna eat up this world's resource. But for every one that was slain and murdered by abortion, seven prophets will come from the womb. And there's a people that are gonna be completed as, as, as Abraham's and Sarah. And they will birth, even in old age, these children from the womb, full of the Holy Ghost like John the Baptist. Are you hearing me? Verse number two says, she's with child, this church, travailing in pain, to be delivered. So there's this travail, but also look at three as a response of what God is doing. The devil appears a wonder. So first the, the, there appears in heaven, a wonder and the church begins to move. And then the, another wonder appears because the devil always copies what God is doing. We don't put our eyes on the devil and the kingdom. We put our eyes on God. This is how you interpret end time prophecy, end time scripture. There appeared a wonder in heaven. Behold, a dragon with seven heads and ten horns and, and seven crowns. Remember, corona means crown. One of those tentacles and the word virus means venom of the snake. Coronavirus means crowned, uh, crown snake venom. One of the crowns, plagues, one of them. I don't have time to get into it. Verse 4 says, there appeared 
and as the tail drew a third part of the stars in heaven. Now we know this to be before, because you remember book of Revelations is, is, was, and is to come. Some of it is, some of it was, some of it is to come. Revel prophecy is, is, was, and is to come. We know one third of the angels fell. We know the Bible speaks of at least of a falling away and a great defection happening. It's called the great falling away. And even the very elect will be deceived. And it says at least one third of them will fall away. Believers, elected ones, children of God, and come under a great deception. And the tail of the snake is that, is that, is that snake, that, that rattle, that, that seduces. One third fell from the earth and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to be delivered to devour the child as soon as it was born. What does the dragon want to do? Devour the child. What does the dragon want to do? Devour the child. What does the dragon want to do? Devour the child that will be born. What does the devil hate? The babies in the womb. The devil hates the babies in the womb. And anyone who's pushing for abortion, black, white, yellow, Republican, Democrat, Christian bishop, they are not of God. I'm going to say this again. If you claim to be a believer, you claim to be a child of God, and you say it's about a woman's right to choose, you are under a spirit of deception, and you need to repent. I'm going to say that again. If you claim to be a bishop, a man of God, you can be a, a t you can be the biggest bishop with the biggest church in America in Texas. And if you're pushing for abortion, you're deceived, sir. Ma'am, if you're pushing politicians that are, are that are after the, the 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 death of the unborn in the womb, it is a an abomination to God to kill unborn in the womb. It is an, an abomination. Hear me, you are not the defender of women's rights. You are not a defender of a, a woman's right to choose. You are under a spirit of deception and you need to repent before God. To kill, that's a, that's a spirit of the dragon. It's a spirit of the serpent to kill the children. What kind of perverse, godless, heartless can kill a child? Are you hearing me? Well, that's insensitive. No, 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 no. It's a demon, sir. I'm dealing with a demon. And that's why we've got to get off of Facebook and YouTube. So we can talk plainly, consistently. It's a spirit. Has nothing to do with women's rights or the right to protect my body. It's a devil. It's a serpent that wants to devour the baby in the womb. It's after the children. It's afraid of the delivery generation. Keep reading. The Bible says, uh, verse number five, and she brought forth a male child. The word male is their heir ruler to rule the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God. That's called the, the catching away of the church. Shoof. That, that child is brought forth and the devil wants it, but he can't touch it. And, and it's caught where? To the throne. Because this child will rule the nations with a rod of iron. The kingdom will come and his will will be done. The Bible says that the church or the bride from there, verse 6, fleds into the wilderness. She has a place prepared of God that he should be feed her. One thousand and... 203 score days. But remember, days are not days in the natural. So there's a place prepared for the bride. This is a part of where we are in the kingdom right now. God is looking for a bride, a church. He's not looking for a concubine. He's not looking for a one-night stand. He wants a church. He wants a covenant people. He, he doesn't want to just lay with somebody as a concubine. He's not looking for a one-night stand. He wants a church of the living God. He wants a people, a bride. He wants a remnant. You hearing me? He wants a people. He's after a people who will birth children in the kingdom of God. I'm done. I'm out of time. Bible says everything created. Romans 8, 21 says everything created shall be delivered. This is Bible. You can believe what you want. I believe the Bible. You can believe the prognosticators. I believe the Bible. Everything created will be delivered from the bondage of corruptions into what? The church of Jesus Christ 
in whom the gates of hell will not prevail, and he will give to the church the keys of the kingdom. What are the keys of the kingdom? The keys of the kingdom are the ability to speak anything in the earth, and God does it from heaven. It is the power to decree a thing, and it's done. I'm, I'm out of time. He says this glorious, this glory will produce freedom. Because when you give a man with purity and integrity and God in his heart, authority, he brings freedom to the nations. When you give a man with wickedness and corruption and devils and demons, he brings bondage to the world. And that's what's happening now. That's why we cannot evacuate until we see the glory. Matthew 16, verse 18, I will build my church upon this rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And I will give to the church the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever they say on the earth, whatever they decree on the earth, I will do it from heaven. Imagine that you say, well, that's too much power. It'll never happen. I can't. No, 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 no. There's a generation in the cave right now. And they're training. And they're dying. And they are processing themselves. And they won't be bought and they won't be bribed and they cannot, they cannot be bribed. They will not negotiate. They will not bow their knee to bail. You cannot buy them, sir. You cannot bribe them, ma'am. They don't have a price. They want the kingdom. They want to see the glory of the Lord and they want nothing less. It's an army. Ezekiel 37, an army. It looks like dry bones. Ezekiel 37 speaks of a, a valley of dry bones. It looks dead, looks lifeless. But God raises up verse 1, Ezekiel 37 verse 1 says, And the Lord carried me into the spirit and sat me down into a valley full of dry, dead bones. A graveyard. The church looks like a graveyard. Singing songs but no power. Filling up big cathedrals and no demonstration. How can we have services with no miracles? How can we gather thousands of people and put it on television and not one soul get saved or one back be healed or one blinded eye open? How is that possible that we've now be preached theory and not evidence? How is it possible that we've watered down the gospel, watered down the message? How is it possible? But the hand of the Lord carried me into a valley full of dry bones and he set me down in the midst of something that was dead. It was dead. It was a graveyard. Verse two, verse 2, the Bible says, and cause me now to surround, because when God is going to use you, first you are surrounded, then you surround it. This is how it works. You go in the spirit, you're, you're, you're surrounded naturally, but in the spirit, you then surround it. Then he carried me in the spirit, and he caused me to surround what was surrounded me. And there were very many in an open valley, but the, they were very dry. These bones were dry. I'm going to say God is not using the flesh of the past, the sinews of the past, the skin of the past, the lungs of the past, but he's using the bones. He's using the structure. He's going to use the, the bones of the past, but not the sinews. He's going to use the base foundation. We're not throwing everything out. All these people who've thrown out the baby with the bath water, God is going to use the, they're dry. They're full of dead man's bones. What did he, Jesus say to the people that were Pharisees and Sadducees? You are full of dead man's bones. You're a sepulcher. You're a, a tomb full of dead men's religion is without power. It's, it's, it's dry bones. Very dry. Verse three, the Bible says, God, and he said to me, son of man, this context God uses for Ezekiel. He uses it in Daniel. Jesus uses it in himself. And people get nervous when you call yourself sons of man. All that means is a descendant of Adam. Son of man. Who has authority? Adam and his descendants. Son of man. Can these bones live? God says to the son of man. God says to the son of Adam, can these bones live? And the son of man says, oh Lord, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm just the speck of dust. But you're the one with the authority. 
So I'm going to tell you what to say and you're going to say it because I've got all the power and you've got the authority and I need you to say on earth what I'm about to say from heaven. That's how it works. Sons of men have power or authority. God has power. Verse number four, the Bible says, I'm out of time. He said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Why don't you prophesy of these bones, the Lord? He says, because I need a mouthpiece. I've given dominion to man. You want to know what your destiny is to prophesy? Not to make money, not to be rich, not to have a house on a hill, not to have a white picket fence and live the American dream, the South African dream, the, 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 the London dream. No, sir. Your, your job is to prophesy. How do I know in the last days I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy. That's your purpose, to prophesy to these bones and say to these bones, hear the word of the Lord. The man must say what God is saying. The man was here, the woman was here what God is saying and say in the earth what God is saying. Decree what God is saying. Verse five, the Bible says, thus says the Lord to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. Keep reading. Verse six, the Bible says these dry bones and I will lay sinews upon you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath into you and you shall live and you will know that I am the Lord. God's speaking about an army. See, it's bones, but now I'm going to put bones. I'm going to put flesh. I'm going to use the bones of the past, the structure. There's a skeletal structure of the past that God is going to use, but not the, not the sinew, not the flesh. That's going to be new. And here's the problem with these new, new movements that are throwing everything from the past away. You can't throw the Bible away. You can't throw righteousness away. You can't throw purity away. You can't throw holiness away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you want to live free and smoke what you want and drink what you want and divorce and live sexually immoral. It is not God. That's not liberty. That's it's an abuse of the grace of God. Oh, uh, we're free now. We got grace. No, sir. There is a standard to righteousness. There is a stand, standard to the kingdom of God. There is a measuring point to live holy, to stay married to the same wife. To stay, I said to stay married to the same wife. And if you have a fall, you sit down and you get restored. You don't just keep preaching. You sit down and you let somebody restore you. But people are not accountable. Restoration is the prerequisite. Are you hearing me? And I will lay sinews for I am the Lord, your God. Verse seven says, so here is what the son of man does. So I prophesied as I was commanded. God told him what to say because God has the power. The man has the authority. God's in heaven. The man's on earth. He's speaking to the bones in the earth. So I did what I said and I prophesied. And then there was a noise. And then behold, the shaking came. And then the bones came together, bone to bone and flesh to flesh. And then things begin to happen because when man says in earth what God says in heaven, it comes to pass. God's looking for a partner. That's you. You're listening. That's you. That's your calling. But I don't have a degree. Doesn't matter. I don't have any money. Doesn't matter. I don't have enough contacts. Doesn't matter. God will make a way. God needs a vessel. Keep reading. The next verse says, and when behold, the sinews and flesh came upon the bones, the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then verse number nine said, then I, then he said to me, prophesy to the wind. God says, prophesy to the wind. So the man prophesies to the wind. So prophesy, son of man, say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come for winds, O breath of the Lord, and, and breathe upon these slain. These are the, the dead, the past, what's passed away. Resurrection power. Verse 10, the Bible says, so I prophesied as I was commanded and breath came into them and stood up on his feet. What, 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 what happened at the end? The last, the last one, two, three, four, five words, an exceedingly great army. Then the, the bones became an army. 
Then the bones became an army. I'm going to say that one more time. Then the bones became an army. What does an army do? Execute the will of their king. Enforce the law. It's not a people. It's not just a family, though we need a family. It's not just a hospital, though we need a... It becomes an army. And an army goes into the earth and with the hand of God executes the will of the king. And we bring down, we bring low mountains and bring up valleys. We bring crooked things straight and we set an order with the glory of God. I'm out of time. I got to pray with you. That's you. That's me. Will we say yes? I'm going to pray for you. Close your eyes. Heavenly Father, I pray for those under the sound of my voice listening now. I pray that they would be strengthened and they would be encouraged. That every battle that they face and every war that they've gone through, you would give them strength. You would give them power. You would give them authority to move in greater levels of authority. I pray now, according to your word, that the phone would become a point of contact, the television screen, wherever they're watching. Let the voice of God penetrate through their heart. Stir their spirit. They are not valueless. They have not wasted their life. No matter how old you are, you may be 15, you may be 75. God can still use you, man of God. God can still use you, woman of God, to fulfill the number of your days, to establish the kingdom of God in the earth. God is looking for a surrendered life, a conduit, a vessel. God has all the power. He just needs a vessel. He needs a conduit to pour. He needs hands and feet. He needs a vessel to yield himself to the Lord. And if God can find sons and daughters of God, he'll release glory, mature, developed, processed, seasoned, submitted, yielded, gifted, and talented. Cover your people now. Strengthen every place that they've been wounded. Heal every place that they've been broken. Encourage every place they've been disappointed. I ask you, Lord, for strength and virtue on my brother now. Courage on my sister now. Don't believe what you see. It's all going to change. You can feel it. You can sense it. You already know what I'm telling you is the word of the Lord. Be encouraged. The Lord is going to strengthen you. The Lord is going to revive you. The Lord is going to heal He's going to deliver. He's going to make well every place and use you to be a part of that army. So now I decree from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, you are anointed, you are appointed, you are covered, and you are not by yourself. I decree this now, for it is done, it is settled, and you will see the hand of God over you and your house, and you will change our generation for the glory of the Lord. We seal this now. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, hey, it is so. Somebody say, I agree. Amen. If you agree with the word, somebody say, amen. Type an amen. Type some prayer hands that you agree with what the Lord is doing. The Bible says we're going to prepare to be dismissed uh, in just a moment. I want to thank you for joining us. I'm going to ask you again, if you were blessed, do that work of the evangelist. I know you were blessed. I was blessed even listening to the word of the Lord today. Make sure you share the broadcast. Make sure you let somebody know about the word of the Lord that came forth today. If it impacted you, as I know I was impacted and I believe that God is going to release grace. I want to share this verse with you before we go and I release a word of dismissal on those on the podcast, those on the, on the, uh, on the charisma podcast, those watching via YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching. Uh, Acts 13 36 for David after he served his own generation by the will of God fell asleep and was laid unto the fathers and saw corruption I'm going to say this again after David served his generation by the will of God I'm going to ask you to hold on to this verse remember it make sure that that's said of you that you serve your generation the will of God for your life nothing more nothing less 
not my will, but your will. And after you've done this, then you can see your father, your God face to face, and you can hear, well done, I'm proud of you. Good and faithful servant, enter good and faithful son to the joy of the Lord. I believe that's going to be said of a remnant. And I wish and I pray it would be more. But he said, many are called, but the chosen are few. Be a part of that. Be a part of that blessing. Make that your determination and God will give you the strength. So I'm going to ask you one more time, share the broadcast, like the broadcast. I'm praying over you that this message blessed you, that it encouraged you. Make sure to follow us uh, on Facebook and on YouTube at This Rock International Ministries, or you can find more information about the ministry at thisrockinternational.org. God bless you, Charisma Podcast Network. Thank you for listening, and we can't wait to see you next week right here at Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. Again, this is Apostle Nathaniel Leon, and we can't wait to see See you again very soon. Amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.